Before we begin, please note that none of the information in this episode constitutes a recommendation, solicitation, or offer by Galaxy Digital or its affiliates to buy or sell any securities. Hello, and welcome to Episode 3 of Future Proof, Digital Assets for the Modern Financial Advisor, brought to you by Galaxy Fund Management. I'm Jonathan Bronstein of Financial Advisor IQ. On our first episode, we established that financial advisors have clients looking to buy into Bitcoin. That brings us to today's topic. How should you access Bitcoin for your clients? To help us dig into our question, we're joined by Matt Brown, founder and CEO of Case, a financial product platform offering wide access to alternative investment funds and products for financial advisors and Steve Kurtz, the Head of Asset Management at Galaxy Digital. Gentlemen, great to have you both with us. We have 20 minutes on the clock, so let's get started. Steve, advisors in the audience are looking for access for their clients. In fact, during our last episode, an audience member asked this question. Speaking of digital assets, he said, how do we as FAs execute on this idea inside a client account? How do we buy it? Where do we custody it? Sure, and it's a great a great question. I think over the last few years, we've seen um, clients asking FAs about digital assets with increased frequency, and certainly that's continued in 2020. And um, it's not a straightforward uh, answer. And and so I, I think historically there have been uh, poor options, and then importantly uh, today and looking forward, there are better options. Um, at, at the core, there are really two choices. One is if clients can buy the, act, the uh, asset, whether it's Bitcoin or a different digital asset directly through an exchange, or they can buy it through a fund. Uh, in other words, there are no ETFs um, available or public fund structures available yet in digital assets, uh, which is incidentally why there's some of the opportunity in terms of price appreciation. Um, the risks, if you consider uh, a client investing direct into Bitcoin or another crypto uh, are multifold. Um, you have to think about your own custody. Uh, you have to manage uh, the tax process yourself. Um, you have to keep track of all the trades that you do. All of those, all of those things that are associated with buying any other individual asset. Our view, uh, I think, NFA's view, as they think about the fiduciary responsibility to their clients, is that a fund might make sense. Um, and I think the first question is, is sort of where do you bucket it? Um, and, and you put digital assets really in an alt bucket. And then how do you access it is the second question. And one of the reasons we're so excited to have Matt Brown uh, on today and and a Galaxy partnership with Case is that Case is the preeminent player in the alternative space and providing access to funds. And so the Galaxy Bitcoin fund easily plugs into the Case platform and can therefore easily be accessed by FAs and their clients. Um, And what our fund does and what other funds like ours do is they handle the custody they handle the tax piece of this, and they handle the trading and operational considerations, um, and also importantly, put that fund and, the, and a Bitcoin or digital assets exposure on the statement for the FA. So what we try to do is just sort of take all of these different complexities of digital bearer assets off the table, uh, take the risks off the table uh, that would otherwise be associated with uh, a client direct investment, and make it really simple that way. And you know, partnering with Case is the perfect uh, final piece uh, to, to that puzzle. Matt, um, let's talk a little bit more about that partnership. Uh, from your perspective, what, what are advisors getting working with your platform that, that they're not going to find elsewhere? 
Yeah, that's a good question, John and Steve. Thanks for that uh, bit of background there. You know, the the financial advisor community has long desired uh, improved access to alternatives across the board, uh, whether it be hedge funds, private equity, private credit, real estate assets, etc. And the, the list continues. Um, you know, over the years, we've been speaking with the financial advisors, the thousands of them that use our platform to access alternative investments. And when it comes to digital assets, we kept kind of hitting the same theme, which is we're interested, we think it can be an allocation, we understand a bit more each day that goes on, but we really need a serious educational platform or moment to be able to learn about these, uh, this asset class. So Case being a platform not only for product, um, has the ability to um, uh, bring a learning platform uh, to all advisors, and we're very excited to be able to have the Galaxy content uh, power uh, that system for the benefit of the advisor community. Matt, do you think most advisors have enough knowledge about Bitcoin, you know, digital assets in general to, to advise their clients? Uh, I would say definitely not. Um, you know, we do a lot of surveying for the, to the uh, financial advisor community. Um, we ask that and similar questions. And there really is a big gap here in information. Um, you know, there, there has not been yet an institutionalization of this space. Um, and with that institutionalization, of course, uh, the need for education comes alongside of it. And, you know, when we think about a firm like Galaxy, who is taking an institutional approach, um, it really leads us to believe that we can finally start to close that gap with them. That that makes sense to me. So, Steve, um, tell us about about Galaxy's end of that bargain. What what, what is Galaxy offering on on the platform to to help educate the advisors? Sure. Um, so, Galaxy has seventy five people, and I would say three-quarters of our people started in finance, the rest in technology. So we're a fintech firm, but we've seen um, traditional asset classes. We understand markets. We understand asset management. We understand funds. And I think what the crypto or digital asset community has not done a great job of historically um, is, is sort of demystifying the space. And, and, it, and I get why it is mystified. It, it, is, it is different. It's, it's, it's edgy on some level. It's it's, uh, it's part of the future. It, it involves the future of the Internet. There's all these very heady concepts that are real. Um, but that doesn't help you when you think, why should I care about this or how does it fit into a portfolio, which we think at Galaxy is as important as the what is it. And so to start with, crypto doesn't have to be so complicated. It really doesn't. And so w- when we looked at this partnership with Case, we have this domain expertise in the space and we feel we've been a part of, of, of bringing that institutionalization forward, whether it's our service providers that are names that you've heard of or the quality of our, uh, of our people and our products. And then Case has this platform and, and sort of AI-driven learning process uh, that really takes some of the work that we've done for three years now, which is defining this asset class, modularizing that, and, and sort of what are the subsectors of this new space and, and how do they all fit together and make it digestible for FAs. And, and we, again, we know, we know that 75% of FAs are receiving questions from their clients, and that's only going to continue. It's a generational trend. And so the need to fill that gap uh, that Matt described is increasingly important. Um, and so our job is not to give deep 
computer science uh, explanations on blockchain, although we can, it, it's, it's more to give thoughtful, practically accessible information um, so that FAs can learn and then articulate some of that learning to clients, uh, which is particularly important uh, when, you're, when you're developing a new asset class and, and stepping into a new space. And Steve, sure. you and I have spoken a lot about... Oh. Oh, sorry, John. No, go ahead, please. No, I was just going to say, uh, Steve and I, have, we've, we've talked a lot about this. Um, you know, as a former financial advisor, uh, where I started my career, I can tell you firsthand that you know, we talk about things we understand and we stay away from things that we don't. You know, client conversations are about feeling you have command of a topic. Uh, so it's only natural that education of the space will go hand in hand with adoption. So, uh, you know, the, the Galaxy case philosophy here is let's lead with learning. Let's make sure that we have a well-armed, uh, and when I say armed, of course, I mean armed with knowledge, group of advisors that understand exactly how uh, digital assets fits in a client portfolio, the benefits, of course, the risks, of course, uh, and let's really see if we can close that gap, as I mentioned earlier. Well, Matt, so the, the question I was going to ask um, is, uh, you know, St Steve's talking about uh, the, the need for this education, and I would certainly think that you're well positioned to, to see that need in action. Um, what sort of demand have you seen from advisors, um, you know, asking you, hey, do you have materials related to digital assets? Can, can you help us out with this? Yeah, so uh, it's, I will say it's increasing uh, at a pretty fast clip. Uh, I, you know, we are a platform that uh, is agnostic, uh, meaning the products on our platform uh, are often uh, really demand-driven. So as a curated marketplace, uh, we want to be able to bring things to the financial advisor community that they want to see or have access to. Um, so what drove us into this space initially years ago, uh, thinking about how we can best uh, represent digital assets on our platform was because of advisor demand. You know, the, the email requests, the call requests, the content requests for this space just kept picking up. The problem for us, however, was that we could never find a partner um, that really had that institutional stamp um, like Galaxy does. So we met a lot of folks, but unfortunately, none of them quite met the grade yet. Um, and a bit about our platform, of course, we work with some of the most sophisticated and well-respected uh, alternative asset managers globally. And we want to make sure that we keep that consistency uh, across our platform. So when we met uh, the Galaxy team, we finally were able to meet the demand that we're receiving from the community with a product that can meet that need. Got it. Well. I want to pivot a little bit back to um, back, back to our, our core question of the day, which is about access uh, and how advisors can access on behalf of their clients. On our last webcast um, with Bill Miller and Mike Novogratz, we had a listener send in a question to us, and, and Steve, I'm going to put this to you. Um, the, the listener wanted to know about using uh, GBTC in a client's IRA account. So. I want your thoughts on that, both in terms of that specific question and just in general, what, what, what are the options that advisors can consider? Sure. I think as with any 
new space, but but also any other you know traditional space. I think FA should should do some homework. I think Grayscale obviously is a name that will come up. Grayscale manages the GBCC trust, uh, and they've they've gathered assets well, and, and they're certainly an option. Um, the way that we've built our business at Galaxy is is different. So we have private funds where they have a trust. Um, two years ago, we partnered before we had any funds of any kind. We partnered with Bloomberg to build what's called the Bloomberg Galaxy Crypto Index. And so that in every terminal is benchmark for the space. And so you can start to understand that taxonomy asset class. And then we built a fund, a private fund that tracked that, that Bloomberg Galaxy Crypto Index in 2018, later in the year. And then in 2019, we launched, we launched these Bitcoin funds. Um, so on some level, our Bitcoin funds are competitive with the GBTC option. Uh, and we would encourage FAs to look at both of those options. Um, the devil is always in the details. Um, so I think uh, FAs need to study the characteristics of the products that are out there. Um, Grayscale uh, has a premium. Um, there, you know, there aren't redemptions, and there's some, some really strong benefits as well. You can get liquidity through Grayscale. Um, and so it really does depend on what your, your clients care about. For us, and I think this is where case is consistent, um, it was very important that um, robust institutional uh, products that have service providers that you've heard of, uh, you know, Bloomberg and, and Deloitte uh, and Ernst and & Young, um, and then a rigorous diligence that goes with getting onto a platform like, like Case is important. Um, I also think fees are always important. Uh, our view at Galaxy is that uh, Bitcoin is a single asset and that lower fees make sense and we've priced our product competitively. Uh, you know, Grayscale is an early mover in the space and, and they've been able to have pricing power. So what's, what's really cool to me is not, is it Grayscale or is it Galaxy or is it something else? It, it's much more about there now is a market for this and there is information that can be accessed and you can compare and contrast on behalf of your clients. Uh, and so I, I think, um, you know, you can get information on both funds readily available today. Um, in any case, both products uh, access Bitcoin. Bitcoin makes tremendous sense in the macro environment that we've seen where fiscal profligacy is is the story of the day and where deficits are going higher and higher and, and, and clients are worried about inflation. And so as a first step, it's what do we do with that in a portfolio? I think alternatives make sense in that context. Um, hard assets and Bitcoin are a component of alternatives. And then how do you access it is the last piece. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we've hit on two of the big players in the space. We've talked about direct uh, direct access of Bitcoin through exchanges. And those are really, uh, you know, 80% of what you'll find out there when you're looking. There are other managers as well, but it's not, you know, 30 managers or 20 managers or even 10. Uh, you can count on your hand um, you know, who's out there. And, and it, it, it's, uh, it, it's really great that we have a market that's developing around the product side of that as well. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk to uh, to both of you now about uh, you know how this space is developing. You know, very much in line with what you were just saying, um, the the ability for investors to learn more about Bitcoin is, is growing. Uh, more investors are getting involved. More household names are getting involved in investing. Um, we have you know platforms like like Case getting involved in the education. So. I guess my question is, where is all of this leading um, for financial advisors who are trying to gauge, you know, whether or not this is this, you know, the time is right for them, the time is right for their clients. Um, help us understand what the next few years look like in terms of the 
you know, evolution of this space. And uh, Steve, we can go to you first. And, and then Matt, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. It's, look, it's a great question. I think, I think it builds on the macro point that I was, I was making a few minutes ago. But, but the bottom line is this next decade, so from 2020 to 2030, um, money and value are going to become digitized. Um, how that gets expressed, um, who wins, who loses, is it government or outside of the government? Is it a stable coin from Facebook? Is it Bitcoin? Is it digital central bank currencies? All of these things are, are dramatically further ahead today than they were two or three years ago. And at the same time, you have uh, an acceleration of all that is digital because of uh, COVID and because of the existing uh, sort of generational trends. One in five millennials owns Bitcoin. Um, today, Bitcoin is the story of the day, but tomorrow there will be others. Um, you know, you look at our index and there's some really exciting technologies that are represented in there. Um, it doesn't mean that we're going to have digital assets, you know, taking over the world or anything like that. Uh, but it is a big, important story, uh, which is combining um, Silicon Valley with Wall Street. And that's been a slow moving train heretofore because there are obviously entrenched interests. There are regulatory considerations. Things have to be done properly. But the inevitability of some of this thing and of value accruing to the winners uh, in this new realm is very clear. Uh, and, and you see that from PayPal and Mo in the last few weeks, open Bitcoin purchases to all of their underlying customers. You see that from Paul Tudor Jones uh, buying Bitcoin in his uh, Tudor macro fund for the first time. You see Fidelity and ICE and Bloomberg and Deloitte be becoming involved in the space. Uh, Facebook as well. Uh, it's just very clear. And so I think at a minimum, um, this education idea is, is critically important because even if you're not making the investment, you do need to understand how it's going to impact your existing portfolio. You do need to understand the global nature of it, and you do need to understand the generational piece of it. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. I think just to, to pull that thread even further, uh, you know, what's happening in the alternative investment industry at large, and clearly, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin and digital assets fit squarely in that uh, in the alternatives bucket. But what's happening overall is really a transformation from um, this asset class of these strategies being a little bit out of the mainstream and being pulled directly into the mainstream. Um, if you look at the uh, asset allocations uh, to alternatives, uh, they're rising. Uh, pretty substantially. Uh, big firms like the Schwabs and the Fidelities and the Bank of New York Pershings of the world who custody um, the majority of the assets for financial advisors are seeing a rise in allocation to alternatives. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend in the industry and they said what's happening today in alternatives is what happened to the mutual fund industry three decades ago um, when it used to be paper-based and hard to access and then it became electronic and easy and smooth. So whether you're looking at the SEC making it easier or the uh, entrenched ecosystem members like custodians making it easier, alternatives generally are on the rise. Um, and then we bring that right to, to digital assets. Um, the world is coming towards digital assets. Um, it's, it's not a trend that you know, Galaxy is creating. It's not a trend that Case is creating. It's a trend that's happening and we're here to help uh, in a variety of different ways to make sure financial advisors are able to participate in that trend. Um, so when I look out three, five, ten years, it's not going to be that question of, you know, are digital assets 
real or what's going on there. It's really going to be what's my allocation to digital assets uh, in a client portfolio. All right. Well, we are just about out of time, Steve. I'm going to put final question to you. It is the uh, it is the title question of our episode today. How should financial advisors access Bitcoin for their clients? Any final words on that? Sure. And I'll keep this brief. I, I think it's very important to find an institutional partner that you trust. Um, it's very important for your clients to invest in a vehicle or some mechanism by which they own the asset themselves. So I would encourage FAs uh, not to uh, own structures that don't give you one-to-one in the underlying. Um, Bitcoin is like gold. You want to actually own the Bitcoin as opposed to a share of some financial structure that could have complexities. And in so doing, you should try to mitigate things that don't have anything to do with your Bitcoin uh, position, mitigate operational risk, mitigate custody risk, mitigate counterparty risk. And, and that all ties to my first point, just to find an institutional partner, make sure your clients are educated, size it appropriately, and then don't look at it for a couple of years because this might take a little while to play out. And if it's sized appropriately, uh, you don't have to be micromanaging the position. Think of it as uh, a hedge and, and a venture bet at the same time. Steve, that's great. Thank you. Steve and Matt, thank you so much for your time. Unfortunately, we've got to go, but I do appreciate your insights. Listeners, thanks as always. We'll be back in two weeks talking about the world beyond Bitcoins, looking to answer what do advisors need to know about altcoins. Steve, you'll be back with us uh, for that discussion, joined by Galaxy Portfolio Manager Paul Capelli. This podcast is a production of Financial Advisor IQ, a service of the Financial Times, and is brought to you by Galaxy Fund Management. My name is Jonathan Bronstein, and I produced and edited this podcast. Our music is written and performed by Oliver Mack. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening and have a great day.